Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. All right. So there's this method of drug smuggling that I just learned while researching this case, okay, guys? Is called the mothership method, like mothership.sg, like a mothership for aliens, right? So because of how it works, you kind of need to have some money to set this up. So if you do this, you're probably kind of a drug lord. Okay, so first you need to have a bigger boat, like a ship, like a mothership, and the mothership it picks up the drugs, it picks up the bulk of. The drugs, and usually it's disguised as something else, like a cargo ship or like a fishing ship or something like that. And after that, the mother ship will sail from the pickup point and go by wherever. Maybe it's like one place, maybe it's multiple places, just wherever it wants to distribute the drugs, right? And I guess the gangs, the dealers, the syndicates, whatever, they will send out like smaller boats to go and pick up the drugs from this main mothership. So it's a lot less conspicuous than having one big boat come in, where they'll probably check the cargo. Like the smaller boat can be anything; it can be like a yacht or like a fishing boat. So you take this small boat and you go to the mothership and then you bring the drugs back. Now. Imagine you're carrying 180 kg. That's a lot of cocaine. Imagine you're carrying 180 kg worth of cocaine, and that's like the equivalent of about 64.6 million Singapore dollars worth of cocaine to sell. So you want to make sure that your team is the best of the best, that nothing goes wrong, right? It's so much cocaine, and you're in the in the ocean. You're in the sea, sailing around with it. Does does cocaine dissolve in water? I don't know. So, who do you recruit for this? Where will you get this competent person to carry out this massive drug smuggle trafficking thing for you? How are you gonna get someone like that? How about a dude from Ishun? Hi, I'm Teddy, and welcome to a briefcase. Today we're looking at the 2016 cocaine crime syndicate involving nine Chinese men, six Australians, and one very, very unfortunate Singaporean. I'm going to start with the mothership. Okay, guys, the mothership was called. Kayo Maru Number Eight, and it had a pretty dark past. So it was previously a Japanese whaling vessel. So you probably can tell that it was a reasonably big boat. It had to hunt and kill and store whale meat, which is honestly really a whole other discussion. But yes. The Kayo Maru Number Eight. So we don't know much more about the boat or the crew, but we know that it had nine Chinese men and one Singaporean, Barry Zheng Chongda. And we don't really know much about Barry, but we do know that he lived in Ishun, and that he was listed as a director of a Singaporean firm. 
that dealt in computer hardware and accessories. So I think one of the news agencies, I think Straits Times or something, they tried to go to his workplace, but they found it empty, like the official registered workplace. And they tried to go to his house after all this happened, but nobody answered the door. And his job sounds pretty legit, right? But according to Shin Min Daily, when they actually went and checked into it, they managed to speak to one of... I, I think they managed to find or, or speak to or something with one of Barry's relatives. And like his family member, they said that he was a sailor. That's pretty shady and Barry seems to be kind of a shady dude, right? On top of the things that we don't really know about him, what was he doing on that boat? I mean, what was Barry's role? How do you even get caught up in an international drug trafficking ring, man? I mean, damn Barry, what kind of friends you got? So, back to the boat, the Kayo Maru Number no. 8. It was first detected around Western Australia on 14th November 2016. So Western Australia, that's like Perth, right? So. Australia is one big mess, right? It's like the Australian mainland is just like one big landmass. So the Kaiomaru number no. 8, it sailed southward. It sailed under the mainland of Australia. It, it popped up in the sea in the south of Port Ferry. And Port Ferry is a very small, very, very, very pretty coastal town. I want to Google it after this. And it's in the state of Victoria and it's about 290 km from Melbourne. Alright, so once it gets to Port Ferry, it starts to loiter, it's, it's getting ready to make its drop, right? And on that boat was Barry, nine other guys, 180 kilograms of South American cocaine, which honestly just two things. The first is, this is one of the first times that a mothership type drop, like in terms of like all the big drug trafficking things that I don't really know much about. But this was one of the first times there was like a mothership type drop made in the state of Victoria in Australia. And the other thing is that 180 kg of cocaine, that's like one of the largest cocaine busts in Australia at that time. And by that time, I just mean 2016, which is like five years ago. Alright, so now you can pretty much tell that this this whole thing, this whole plan, it was well-funded. It had a lot of drugs, it had a reasonably manned crew, it had a boat, alright? But like, um, so this was described as an organised crime syndicate, but like to quote another newspaper, organised might not be the best word. Alright, so the pickup was supposed to be on the first week of December. So the boat arrived at Port Ferry towards the end of November, alright? So the pickup was supposed to be on the first week of December. So their Australian counterparts, like the guys that were supposed to pick up the many, many drugs, they drove over from Melbourne. And somewhere on this very long, like 290, 300-ish km drive, they accidentally drop <laughs> accidentally drop their boat like the boat that they're supposed to take out to meet the mothership they dropped their boat and like I, I think the boat fell off the trailer on the way or something so we don't really know what happened to the boat right but can you imagine this boat that was supposed to be a drug boat for a drug syndicate just like 
lying somewhere like randomly toppled off the road like maybe it's like in the bushland is there is there bushland from melbourne to port ferry i guess maybe like the boat got damaged during the fall or it just wasn't worth it to go back and pick up the boat they abandoned the boat and they hit on towards port ferry they're like no worries we're we're gonna carry on so at port ferry they buy a boat from a fisherman because i mean it's a port right and on 6 December, so that's like the tail end of the first week of December, they were on their way to go and get their cocaine. Except they, they really want. So I get like, when, when I was reading, I get the feeling that these guys were maybe not the most experienced drug traffickers. Or if they were really experienced drug traffickers, maybe they weren't the most used to the mothership method, I guess. Uh, not that I know anything about it, but again, this was like reported to be one of the first times that the method was used in the state of Victoria. So, <laughs> when they were on the boat, they, they wanted to sail out of Port Ferry, right? Out of essentially what were Australian waters to where the Kayo Maru number 8 was parked, which was like, like not in Australian, like official Australian waters. But when they got on the boat, they started sailing. And, and there's this lighthouse in Port Ferry. You know what a lighthouse is? It's, it's meant to tell you, like warn you if there's a rocks or anything like that. It's like, no, stay away, sail away from these rocks. But when they were on this boat, instead of sailing away from the lighthouse, they sailed towards the lighthouse and and they wrecked their boat. Like this operation, this, this whole situation, it had a literal mini shipwreck, like a, a boat wreck, really. And apparently this was, the, the wreck was so bad that if you lived at Port Ferry, like people there, they said, you could literally walk out and touch the boat. That's how far inland that they, they wrecked their boat. I feel like these guys, they, they just really want cut out for this plan, you know? And so after that, I think they, they kind of figured it out too and they gave up. So now that's what's happening on the Australian front. Barry and the rest of his crew, um, not his crew, but like the crew, the whole gang, they're still stuck on the whaling ship. And you know, this isn't a nice cruise ship. This isn't a holiday. The ship was kind of shitty. I mean, it used to be a big fishing boat. And like, you know, like I'm pretty sure that commercial fishing boats aren't like the nicest place ever, right? And that's the thing. The boat was in the water and it was like trying to do this thing all the way from late November to December 8th. And then around December 8th, they were like, Mm, yeah, uh, not sure if this pickup is gonna happen. And anyway, since like 14th November, the Australian authorities, they already were keeping an eye on it. I mean, it's a big boat, like a, or like a reasonably large boat, just hanging outside your waters. It's, it's pretty sus. Alright, and so the crew on the Kayomaru number 8, they didn't want to accidentally go into Australian waters, right? Because it makes it so much easier for Australia to arrest them or like just raid their boat to check for anything sus. So they went south. They started like um, moving south closer to New Zealand. And finally, on 12 December 2016, the police got 
clearance. They got the authorities got the okay to go ahead and they raided Kayo Maru number eight. And honestly, they were like keeping an eye on the ship the whole time, right? They were like, hmm, I know this is an arrest, but we better prep in case this is a rescue mission as well. <laughs> like the authorities with all their naval experience and like able to evaluate a boat and stuff like that. I feel like they felt like if they want arrested, right? The, the crew on the ship, these guys including Barry, they might not have made it. So it sounds like the main boat, the mothership, wasn't really well prepared either. Which is like, I uh, would have expected better planning, but like given how this whole thing has gone, like, uh. So the Australian Navy, they sent out this thing called an amphibious assault ship, which looks a bit like an aircraft carrier, but apparently they have a different purpose or something like that. I don't know, I don't know much about ships. When they read the whaling vessel, right, they find a small storage room, okay? And you, you get where I'm going with this. And in that storage room, they find nine sacks, like, like Hessian sacks, like burlap sacks, you know, like sacks for potatoes and rice and, and things like that, right? And in those sacks, they found bricks on bricks on bricks of cocaine in one kg blocks. And the 10 men, including Barry, who I guess when we really look at this whole thing, did do his job by showing up to drop off the cocaine. But I guess the people he was supposed to drop it off to just never showed up. They were all arrested. Now, kind of lucky for him, I guess, Australia doesn't have a death penalty. It was officially abolished, I think, in 2010, if I'm not wrong. But, like, you know, drug trafficking is basically a death sentence in Singapore. So, don't do drugs if you're Singaporean. And if you, like, do drugs out of the country, right? Like, if you do weed in Amsterdam, where it's technically legal... Um, it's still technically illegal because you're Singaporean and according to singaporelegaladvice.com ah, the government can still come for you lah. but that's for consumption so now I'm wondering what about drug trafficking so if anyone knows whether you can get like arrested and charged for drug trafficking even if you aren't in Singapore but you're Singaporean let me know at a briefcase podcast on Instagram because like I assume it's the same but I really want to know like officially is it? anyway They've arrested the ship people, and a couple of weeks later, they arrest the drug syndicate in Melbourne. The six guys who whose boat dropped off the whose boat dropped off on the way to Port Ferry, and who ran. I guess the same guys. Assuming, assuming, I'm guessing it's the same guys who ran the fisherman's boat into the lighthouse. Yes, on 12 January 2017, in the New Year. They were all charged with trying to import a commercial amount of drugs. Like, I mean, damn, that's a lot of cocaine. And they all face a maximum life sentence. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Brief Case. I, I don't really know what to call this one. The 2016 failed cocaine crime syndicate. Anyway... <laughs> Don't do drugs, don't traffic drugs. I you know Singaporeans and drugs. It is really not our thing. We don't we just don't mix, you know, it's dangerous, it's scary. It doesn't it doesn't match the Kyasu lifestyle guys. On top of that, there's been a bunch 
of community cases in Singapore lately and just restrictions are back up. I hope you all are safe and healthy and just doing all right, okay? And you can find us on Instagram at a briefcase podcast and online at a briefcasepodcast.com. Do join us next week for another briefcase.